When I came down off the midnight shift, I saw there wasn't any light in the restaurant window. And that was how I knew Lois had left me. I knew it, sure, just like I knew there'd be that note on the pillow. When I read it, I didn't smash anything. I just closed up the house and went up the hill to the restaurant again. I kept hoping that there'd be a light in the window and that everything would be all right again. But there wasn't. It was all dark inside, and when I looked through the window, I could see from the streetlight that there was a wiping cloth on the counter where she had flung it. She hadn't bothered to clean up before she left. I kept thinking she might have cleaned up at least, even though it didn't matter. It was a good little place. Inside, I had fixed it all up with signs like, We don't know where Mom is, but we have Pop on ice. And if your wife can't cook, keep her for a pet and eat here, and things like that. Outside, I'd painted the front in blue and yellow squares like a checkerboard, so that the truck drivers on the way down to Dallas would always remember it. And I had a big swing sign out that said, Dick's Place, Lois is Cooking, and I figured someday I'd get a neon light on it. After a while, I went on down the hill again. I didn't go in the restaurant. I knew it was no good, because I knew what had happened. I didn't think it out. It was just like something made me know as sure as if I'd been there and seen it all. Lois must have quit the minute I'd gone to work that afternoon, and she'd taken the $230 we'd saved out of the little safe. Then she'd dressed Dickie in his best clothes and left me the note on the pillow, and had hopped the 518 for the coast. I knew she'd gone there. Lois always was crazy for Hollywood. She had cousins in Los Angeles. I knew that was where she'd gone. Even though she said in her note I'd never find her, I knew I would. Her note said that she was leaving me because of my nagging and cruelty, and because I never did want her to have any fun. So she was taking Dickie where he could grow up in some place better than this lousy Oklahoma mining town, and I'd never find them because they were going far away. But I knew she'd gone to Hollywood because she was crazy to get in the pictures. I went down to the tracks and waited there in the dark, and when the 320 westbound freight came through, I hopped it. I got up on top of a boxcar and lay there, looking back. You could see the glow of the smelters a long way off, maybe 15 miles. I lay there, and it was cold, but I couldn't think about it. The way I felt, I didn't care if school kept or not. That's the way I felt. That night, I came so near to freezing that when the freight stopped to water at Apache Gap round sunup, and I started to get down, I was so stiff with cold I couldn't hold onto the iron rungs, and I dropped about ten feet smack on my can. A fellow said, Hola, que cosa? Nada, I said. This Mex and I went down the line to a boxcar that was open. There was a bunch of floaters inside who were all heading for California, because there was a man there going to be elected governor who would take all the money away from the millionaires and give $50 a week to every man without a job. They were kicking because the train was slow. They wanted to be out there in time. When we got rolling again, we just sat there with the car door open, watching the flat country go by, and listening to the train clicking over the ties. 
There was an old bum in a corner who was groaning plenty. I asked what was wrong with him. He can't take it, a fellow said. Then he yelled at the old man, Pipe down, lousy. I'm hungry, the old man said, sitting up. He looked dirty as a goat. Well, for Christ's sakes, you don't mean to tell me, the fellow said. He said it mocking, in a high voice, like a daffodil. He's been like that for two days, the guy said. Well, we'll all eat when we get to California. They all started off like a bunch of clucks at a sewing circle, talking about what they'd do with the first fifty dollars this governor would give them. Then I lit a cigarette, and they all stopped talking and crowded round me like I was a drunken sailor in a hookshop. So I passed out all I had.